Caitlin Gill, we made you read Perfume, the story of Boy, a murderer. <laughs> the story of a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> a book about a murderous scent collector. What is your major compliment for this book? Uh, that it could have been a great short story. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Sort of like how most bad movies were like a pretty good pitch. Yes. Yeah. It very Yes. Yeah. The pitch for this would be rock solid. Really fast. Chris, uh, we're going to give you a terrible movie. You give me the good pitch for that movie. Okay. Grown Ups 2. Oof. Adam Sandler and the rest of the Comedy Gold Fun Bunch from <laughs> 1990s SNL gets to goof off for almost no money of production value. Oh, my God. Honestly, I would green like that. I yeah, didn't think I'm you like, could sell me, I'm but I'm so depressed. Let's so make much, this go. <laughs> so, many, so much more understanding for the way this all works. Yeah, just fun bunch yeah, of but low Caitlin, production right. value is like really a good. Thing. You guys, we all just graduated from producer school. <laughs> yeah, let's frame everything with our hands. <laughs> awesome. All right, uh, let's see, Chris. Since you you've earned it, why don't you be next in our major compliments for perfume? Oh shit. Okay, um, so my, uh, you know, despite this book being ridiculous and kind of bad, I, I thought, um, it started to take a turn for the better when the freakazoid with the crazy perfect nose is out of the picture, and they're basically just describing this uh, failure of an old perfumer, and it spends like, the book spends like a whole chapter just describing this guy's failures, and how he's like, you know, trying to overcompensate and being kind of ridiculous about it. And I thought it was genuinely funny for <laughs> that chapter. Like, Yeah, I liked that I, too. I liked the description for, of his, like, his buddy who was, knew how he was going to fail. And then I also liked the description of, like, how he was going to, he, like, already knew that the other guy knew that he was a failure, but he had to going to copy it. Yeah. Brandini knows that this guy knows he's a failure, but the rest of Paris doesn't know. So as long as Brandini can copy that set or near enough, he can just barely afford his retirement. Oh, sweet retirement. Yeah. Communism was... is just a red herring. <laughs> yes. <laughs> retirement was oddly prominently featured uh, yeah. in this yes. novel, making me question whether or not this was just a weird retirement scheme. <laughs> Uh, That's pretty good. You know, if you, you if you actually you kill get, a girl, you get three more chapters, you get more money in social security. <laughs> oh, that's that's how they get you. You have to get to sixty four chapters before you can start drawing on it. Mm. And then they just Rick Steves just starts showing up at your house, <laughs> <laughs> taking you on vacations. Yes, uh, I'm going to go next for my major compliment. Uh, I uh, I like. There's a moment where he uh, he invents the smell of humanity. So the main character is a brilliant perfume psychopath and he doesn't yeah, perfume like anything path perfumer path perfumer path and uh psycho fumer and he psycho fumer has to say so he, he keeps, stinky like, humans weird about better him, run just... run away i'm sorry i could keep going <laughs> that's good one of the things that's weird about him is that he doesn't he can't he doesn't smell like anything so people are a little unnerved around him because he has no odor so he has to create the smell of humanity to spray on himself so that people will not be afraid of him and he makes a perfect human scent out of cat shit vinegar old cheese and some mm -hmm. uh, flower oils and uh I love it. I love that we all smell like yeah. ketchup, vinegar, and old cheese. I think that's great. Well, you have to it's remember right. that we're also talking about old-timey France. Yeah. Where yeah. bathing was, like, not a popular pastime. And when they did, they bathed in ketchup and vinegar while <laughs> eating old cheese. <laughs> yeah, they call that the, the French bath. French women don't get fat, and they smell horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I could never get fat and smell like old cheese, I would take, like, that's a trade-off. I'd take that. 
I don't mm. know that I would. You wouldn't? You I mean, although I'm a little bit fat and I smell a little bit like cheese, so... <laughs> right, so you're already getting getting one of the benefits without the other one. You know so, what? I don't I don't want this podcast to destroy my bos- body positive image. <laughs> I am perfectly proportioned, and also I smell a little bit like cheese. Because uh, your body positive, uh, it's body positive image, not body positive scent. Yeah, right. No, yeah, there's nothing positive about the way I smell usually. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I hope that your smell of steam is uh, okay later. I'll be oh, okay. Your scent of some scent of steam? No, I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> uh, I give up. Uh, Tanya, major compliment yes. for perfume. Hi. Um, I so I as I've mentioned before, I love spackling, and I think <laughs> what I'm going to widen that out to is I love like an improvement montage. Oh, of course. So I love any time when you take something that's all like, you know, like, so when, when our, when our scent of path or whatever we're calling him, Mm -hmm. perfume of path, perfume, perfume, perfume of path. Uh, when he gets his, his like license to perfume or whatever, he's like working toward his journeyman's license. And he figures out like the difference between his like going by feel version of making sense and like learns how to properly do them. I thought that was great. And like all the descriptions of him, like staying up all night, like melting flowers into stuff. Yeah. Like I enjoyed that greatly. I, yeah. I, we have, so uh, be clear, there is a movie of this that we did not see. We read the a book, but that would be one of the parts. His improving at being a perfumer montage is definitely one of the parts I would be most excited to see in the movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With the Rocky music. Yeah, yeah especially some, some cool <laughs> 80s music. That's just, he's, really, he's wearing a hoodie, and he's hunched over, and he's like getting pumped. There are a lot yeah. of white handkerchiefs that he just keeps on like, <laughs> wafting. Wafting. Yeah. Just so much wafting. <laughs> I wouldn't mind the Creed version where he's he's a rich kid, so he's wearing really nice clothes while he's getting better at it. Huh. Yeah, oh, I feel like well. he had very few clothes. I mean, at one point, he did wear the same clothes for seven years. So there's that. <laughs> yes. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. Which wasn't is... stinky because he doesn't smell. But dude, so wait, his clothes don't smell either? His He has a protective... He's like the... Uh, did you not read this book? I did, it's like, I'm just, There's like a whole section where he like separates himself from his rank-ass clothes and then goes back and smells them for a long time and they don't smell like anything. I know. I'm just well, like, they smell like dirt and moss. I'm only and, just now realizing the, the coolness of that power that he's like the reverse pig pen. There's just like a no-smell cloud <laughs> around him everywhere he goes. Good evening, Meet Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep, you guys, after a brief uh, holiday-themed vacation. Uh, did you guys have a good cheat month? 2016! Yeah! Pew, 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 pew. Cheat? Cheat month. cheat month? We took two weeks off to go be busy and stressed out and see family. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, what's, what's cheat month? Well, diets don't count during the holidays, so it was basically a cheat month. And the holidays start when you get your oh. first gift of Christmas cookies on like January third. So it's basic or December third. It's basically like a whole month where your diet doesn't count. So, whoa! Oh yeah, I didn't know anything about this. Yeah, I'd rather think that my diet shifted to become mostly cookie based. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I live a cheat life, so your December doesn't mean shit to me. <laughs> you started. <it. laughs> anyway, we're a good good podcast, uh, mostly about bad books and movies and things like that. We've. Try to suffer through things so you don't have to. I'm your host, Alex Falcone, on Twitter, at Alex underscore Falcone. Joining me, as always, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter in uh, Cookieland, New York. It's Chris Smith. 
Alex, do you smell what Grunwee is cooking? It smells pretty good. Yeah, like flowers and stuff. That's pretty good. <laughs> I want to have an orgy right now. That's how much I smell of it. Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, just this not video say chat we did. just got weird. <laughs> <laughs> also joining us today on the third mic, she's at the Tanya Vest on Twitter, also in Brooklyn, New York. It's Tanya Smith. You know me, just haphazardly giving birth in fish stalls and being like, ah, who needs them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you get arrested and you killed. You do get <laughs> sure. fast for this. <laughs> well, if, I, if, if it weren't for that pesky losing consciousness, nobody would have ever known. <laughs> yeah. Mothers in seventh or 18th century France really had it kind of rough. Uh, yeah, I would say yeah, so. Yeah. With the fish stall pass out, kill kill. <laughs> yeah, you know. Also, none of say French chestnut. goodbye. <laughs> also joining us this week with a very special Same. guest at Robot Caitlin on Twitter in Los Angeles, California. It's Caitlin Gill. Hey, everybody. It's really good to be back. I was kidnapped for seven years and held in a cave by robbers that I never saw, and my rescuer was also unseen to me. Uh, really nice to join you again. I like picturing <laughs> the robbers' like flowchart of how their business works, which is like right. kidnap, hold in cave for seven years without talking to, but feeding. Trap right. a penniless man with no <laughs> relatives. Yes. <laughs> Don't ransom him. Just no. Yeah. Just feed him. Just see what happens. I'm pretty no, sure that's wait, what wait. Wealthfront is doing right <laughs> the, now. The have money you heard those is ads? <laughs> the money flows in eventually. You just have to wait. Just stick it out. Yeah. Keep waiting. Monetizing is a meeting we'll have down the road. Yeah, yeah, we need that seven years up. with the <laughs> Series A bread and cheese funding for the seven victims we're holding right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, you guys. So this is episode number three hundred and twenty-three. We have now done as many episodes as the population of the United States in millions. Whoa, three hundred twenty-three million people in the U.S. Uh, a modest increase of 077 percent from a year ago, which actually falls behind the pace of the rest of the world. So we're losing, you guys. I'm yeah, we're winning. That That's good. just more for us. <laughs> I, I mean, it's fewer babies in fish piles, and <laughs> so that feels like feels like yeah. a loss. That feels like it's been a real downshift since I don't know hundreds of years ago. <laughs> also, uh, interestingly enough, a U.S. birth occurs every seven to eight seconds, which is the same number as male sex thoughts. Oh yeah, yeah, there hmm. is that weird statistic. That, but how many of those are scentless? I, yeah. Like one in eight? I don't know. I've never... <laughs> How many babies have you smelled? I don't smell that many babies. I, I do make a point of smelling all the babies I meet. Have you ever had a yeah. person tell you that baby head smells really good? Yeah. Does that uh, I basic bitches. been that person for other people. <laughs> Sorry, but I'm not because it's true. Does it smell good enough that it's worth it for how creepy it sounds when you say that the head of a baby smells particularly good? I mean, I usually don't... I don't actually think I specify the head. I think I just say babies have a smell that is very nice. I thought babies... That feels less creepy to me. Is it like like powder or is there a natural babiness? There's a babiness. Yeah, there's a babiness. There's a babiness. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it sounds weird. There's a babiness. Ugh, no. (laughs) Nope. <laughs> it's Anyways. the smell of responsibility and obligation and i mean sure like a wondrous boundless love but like ugh. Yeah. 
Who needs it? <laughs> Yucky. Not me. I mean, I'm usually I, I like smelling babies that I get to hand off yeah. at some point. Yeah, because the, they also the produce the least good smelling things in the world, right? They're also s- absolutely they do. Actually, baby poop. Do- I mean, you have to wait until they get a little older for it to be really unholy. At first, it doesn't smell like much. Oh, oh I'm just my saying. god! There's some terrifying fun facts on today's show. You got you listen <laughs> and you learn. That's the thing about our show. Speaking of smelly, <laughs> yeah. mildly terrifying things, this week we're talking about perfume. Are you smelling what I'm murdering? The 1985 <laughs> novel by Patrick Suskind. Uh, this was sponsored by our meat buddy, Alexandria Savage, uh, who said, I saw the movie version and wanted to find out if the novel is just as bizarre. I feel a little bad for nominating what is a bit of a gritty reboot of magical realism, since you guys were clear on your opinion of it during the Jesus Horse episode. Famous episode, that. <laughs> You guys, for some reason, yeah. people have hung on to that Jesus Horse Magical Realism episode in their minds. Do you guys hate Magical Realism? We're skeptical of it, I think. Fair yeah. enough. Right? Does that do... Well, like, well, I mean, well done. It's wonderful. But I think... Yeah, uh, it's either right. the best or for the worst. weird... Yeah, yeah. exactly. I oh, yeah, I mean... I, I, yeah. Oh, Tanya, go. Oh, I was going to say, I wasn't on the Jesus Horse episode... Um, so I don't think my thoughts on magical realism have been captured, but I, I, I think I'm less suspicious of it, but this is a, this is a great place where it really doesn't work that great. I, I actually, I mean, I definitely liked magical realism in my own life. And then I guess just the way it's been portrayed on this show, which is not a fair way to take anything in, but wait, did you just say you like it when magical things happen in your real life? I did not mean to, but I'm just going to assume that I did say <laughs> Alex Vision Board Falcon. <laughs> so uh, just, and just uh, in case you were like, oh, I want to hear about the Jesus Horse episode. That's episode 253, Winter's Tale by Mark Helprin. Yeah. Which I should say I did like uh. large portions of, just not like the third. Like there were like two of the 32 hours that I had a great time during. Oh Jesus! Yeah, it was it was real long, and that horse appeared whenever he was needed. So I do was not like those odds. There were yeah. portions of that book that I thought were really good. Uh, so anyway, so Alexandria Savage wanted us to to sort out whether this is as bizarre as the movie, which we can't compare it to, but we can talk about how bizarre it is. So if you want to yeah. find, if you want us to, I don't know, check out the gritty reboot of something that we're skeptical of for you, go to readashweek.com, sign up on our mailing list. Also, this is the first episode of Fresh Month. It's 2016. It's a new month. It's a new year. Ah. Yep, that's the that's mm. the official sound effect of Fresh Month. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, so uh, we're going to be doing things this month that are related to freshness in a variety of ways. I can't wait for you to see all of them. Uh, Chris, why don't you tell us about this book? Yeah. our first fresh book, uh, Perfume. The somebody be murdering up in here. It smells like <laughs> um, who be murdering. <laughs> Please, please summarize this with a French accent while, fel- while smelling extremely human-like. Okay, how about I just smell like a human and I try a French accent and it'll quickly collapse. Go for it. Good? Looking forward Good. to it. Okay. Ha ha ha. Oh, mais oui. Ah, very good. I will tell you about the perfume. Scent of a murderer. Rrrrrr. Uh, it takes place. Don't give up. I can't even. Don't give up. Push through, Chris. Push through. Push through. Push it. It takes place in Paris in the 18th century, which would be a French word. I don't know. Uh, in France, Jean-Baptiste Grunwy was born a tiny little baby with no scent of his own, it's but the most better. excellent scent of smell. 
the most excellent scent of smell that anything could ever have. He could smell, he could smell a rose a mile away. He could smell a lady's fart. He could smell uh, money when there was no money at all. So he gets dropped off. At a at a church at at, at, a, at an orphanage. Chris, if it'll, uh, if you and the words more correct uh, in terms of the summary, maybe you can turn it back off. I don't know if <laughs> what? he smelled m- money where there was no money is a good dis- summary of his powers. <laughs> I think this is going great. I don't know why you're trying to meddle. <laughs> All right, Chris. I have through. a perfect understanding. I agree. I'm so following far. along. All right, Democrat. No All right, so Jean Baptiste, baby JB, huh? Uh, baby JB, he is, he he, uh, he has no sense of smell himself, or he has no smell himself, but he can smell anything, and uh, he's very good at navigating in the dark, in the woods, uh, seeing where things are with his nose, uh, but he's not so good with emotion or morals or not killing people. <gasps> what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I know the title would make you think otherwise, but he's got a real yeah. problem not murdering people. So one fine day, baby JB, he is uh, he is walking through the village, and he smells the most glorious smell. What does he smell? On the wind, he smells a girl with red hair who smells like milk or honey or the best things in life. Like you know, he, like the a, best version of cat shit and vinegar. Like a fine vinegar and like a real healthy cat. And he knew, you know, he before he had smelled different kinds of wood. He knew the ash from the maple, the elm from the willow. But he knew he had to have this scent. So what does he do? He does what any perfume psychopath would do. He strangles her with his bare hands. And he kills her. Whoop, she dead. Okay. Um... But then he, he starts to work, you know, and, and he got that scent, but he wants to know more about the scents, huh? So he goes and works for a perfumerie. He works for Brandini, the, the Italian, maybe, perfumer who's there. And he's, he's old, but he'll teach all the scents, all the, the various scents and techniques to little baby JB. And baby JB, we already said he has the most perfect nose that has ever been in this fine world. So he learns to be the best perfumer that ever was he creates sense oh what delicious sense he creates but he needs to know more when brandini's knowledge runs out he gets sick and and baby jb says i've learned everything i might as well die and uh brandini goes oh no no no! you go to this other place they, they got tons of stuff to teach you kid <laughs> and so he does and he goes down to the south Ooh. and in the south the rustic south he's walking through the village he's going to get the apprenticeship at the next place and he smells the next most beautiful smell, which is also a red-headed girl who is like 14 or what something. What is it with that you red know? hair that just smells, smells so good? Smells like teen vinegar. Yeah, yeah smells like teen spirit? <laughs> <laughs> Pre-teen spirit? Would smells you, like teen redhead. Would yeah. you say she's, a, she's, <laughs> she's like a red wine vinegar? Yeah, Mm, Yeah. but he's obsessed. It's on his brain. He knows in two years she will be the most beautiful girl who could ever be smelled because he can smell not just current smell, but future smell, you know? He's like, perfect. And so he knows he has two years to learn how to perfectly murder this girl. And so he practices by killing puppies. So it's not just murder, he he has to capture her into a scent. Yeah, that's true. Right, so like that's why, like in a in a flower press or, yeah, yeah. So in South France, they're better at the way you get sense out of things by putting them in boiling lard. 
I think. Yes. Sure. The yes. lard method. Yeah. In, in the north, they just squish them, and then you get the the oil comes out, which would not work for a, a, a teenage girl. But in, if you boil the right. lard, it smells just like them, and it lasts forever. It doesn't work for teenage girls or jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> Jasmine's just too too delicate. Too delicate, just yeah. like teens. Yeah. So, in preparing, he, he, he learns to camouflage his scent in various ways, so he smells like nothing at all. Or he smells like someone you really want to get near, you know what I mean? Or he, or smells, he smells like, like somebody you want some to business. stay away from on the bus. <laughs> what? I like his, I, his variety of scents were super fun, where he was like, this is my, like, I got business here scent. And so people would, like, he'd come in and they'd be like, how can I help you, sir? Yeah. Yes. He had some business to transact because of his, his scent. Yeah. Oh, I just realized the part before he's in the before he goes to the south, he spends seven years naked in a cave, imagining scents and having scent orgasms in his own imagination. Which is not a puff of scent, in case you <laughs> still a regular orgasm, y'all. Yeah. Just, just <laughs> he was still just jerking clean. off in a cave for seven years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's less romantic when you that way. Yeah, and <laughs> after seven years, he goes, and now I'm a man. <laughs> and now I must go. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm done here. <laughs> well, that's, that's been cool. Yeah. See you, all those lizards I ate. Yeah. So, hey, you ever in a cave and notice, like, an unreal amount of guano in that cave? Oh, Chris. Anyway. Okay, so he's in the South. Right? It would be scentless. I was going to say scentless. Yeah, it's absolutely scentless. Which is even so just a he's in the South. Normally, if you were walking by and you smelled a cave that someone had been jerking off in for seven years, you'd be like, I'm going to avoid that cave. But now you wouldn't know. Yeah, you have no way of knowing. That's what I say about a lot of dudes' basements. <laughs> Hi-oh! Hey! What if you... I'll see myself Real out. Life. No problem, guys. <laughs> Real life. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't want to go to your den. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So, um, okay, so, Grunwi, Grunwi, Jean-Baptiste Grunwi. He's going to kill the red-headed girl, so he practices on getting sense from puppies and getting sense on less beautiful women and killing them. And the whole town's like, oh, my God, someone's killed all our puppies and most of our beautiful women except for this redhead. She must be next. And they guard her, but it doesn't matter because he can become sent invisible, you guys. The guard dogs won't see him. Nobody will notice him. So he slips in. What does he do? Oh, he kills that girl. Murdering. He kills her dead. Well, yeah, he and, and her. how does he get the scent, Chris? It's not just like he kills her, but then he just takes her hair. Yeah. Oh, and he wraps her in a greasy sheet. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got you got you got a sheet greaser. You got to yeah. Got to get her on that greased up sheet <laughs> for a sweet seven hour stay. Yeah. But then he does. He he captures her scent. You know, and. Uh, uh, but the town, they, they, they find out. You know, they find out. It, it, it was grumpy all the time. <laughs> he has a limp. Hey, with, yeah. <laughs> without his weird smell, did you guys notice that creepy guy who's always murdering people over in the corner? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why's that guy holding two dead oh, yeah. puppies? <laughs> well, and they, like, they tried to leave town, and then he like limped up to this police officer and was like, hey, where are they going? And the police officer was like, whoa, that way. <laughs> yeah. And then the police officer was you know, come to think of it, there was a creepy kid with a limp that I told... <laughs> yeah, I told him where to find him, and it was weird. He was carrying these bottles with labels of the names of the other k- girls that have been killed in this town. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure what that was about. God, people are stupid. But he, he kept didn't sniffing the air, like and I was like, "Well, so. that's strange." Yeah. yeah, but so they're gonna kill him because he's killed so many people by this point. <laughs> Hangman, get um, you gotta hang. Yeah. Actually, oh no, man, they, 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 decapitate they, gonna, him because it's France. 
Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> France, it's it's uh, post-revolution France, I guess. They're gonna pre, use the pre. guillotine. Oh, pre. Oh, I thought. Oh, yeah, it's pre, but they still have the guillotine. They talked right? about the like bad times for the revolution for his ex nanny. But that was much in the yeah. future. Do you remember? Yeah. Oh, that was that like was years on. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So anyway, they're gonna kill him. But he comes out and he smells just too damn good. He captured the scent of that redhead girl wait, wait, perfectly. Wait, How good does he smell? Like good so enough. So good that, that the entire crowd has an orgy. They just give up on the execution. The bishop, the mayor, <laughs> the candlestick maker, everybody just well, has you know, a random orgy with whoever. You know the candlestick maker's fucking. <laughs> oh yeah, he'd be fucking. <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, they just have a giant orgy because one drop of this perfect smell changed humanity forever. It just makes people really want to have an orgy. I, I think it just gave a few hundred people like a terrible afternoon. Like, yeah. That's not really changing humanity yeah, forever. The logistics of that are just well, nightmarish. Think, no, oh, that list honestly, you don't need a perfume to make an orgy happen. It's France. It, just put more than five people <laughs> together in a room. I, yeah. I, the thing, you just said it would be like have all these logistics, but it seems like getting all of the people in an area and having them agree to have an orgy is the logistics. After that, it's just like uh, you know, a power true. wash and you're out of there. But well, I think you got to have everybody block off their schedules for a while. That's what I'm saying, but they were already there. You ever try to schedule a meeting? It's awful. That's that's true. You have to send out a doodle for everybody who wants to orgy. (laughs) Yeah. You got to send out a doodle for that diddle. You know what I mean? But you know, everybody's so happy. No, that was amazing. That was great. Uh, But everybody's so happy for this orgy, uh, you know, that uh, the, the dad of the girl who died adopts baby JB. They adopts uh, Grunwe because he's like, you know, I, I can't stay mad at you, brah. You're just too too damn <laughs> no, good. Well, okay, you smell okay. too to damn be, fresh. To be fair, <laughs> to be fair, he they all agree that he smells so fresh he couldn't have done it. They're not like I forgive you for the murder. They're like I'm going to ignore the fact that you're covered in red hair and greasy sheets. You probably didn't do it. You just yeah, smell too good. Nobody to have could smell. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nobody who smells like orgies could possibly <laughs> have done this. <laughs> Look, I've smelled a murder. Smell before. makes me wanna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know what a murderer smells like. This is not it. Yeah. Oof. So, having conquered the world of perfume, having captured the finest scents in all of France, what does he do? The most French thing imaginable. Filled with ennui, he goes back to the stinky bowels of Paris and pours, before he just used one drop to cause an orgy, he pours the bottle of perfect scent over him in which the nearest 30 people go absolutely crazy with lust tear him apart with their hands and eat him in a cannibalistic fashion. Yeah, By guys, the way, that's the end of that book. Yep. <laughs> this is like the last five pages of so too many. It like yeah. that escalated yeah. quickly is an understatement. <laughs> yeah. Because this story is absent of escalation until that point. Oh yeah. It, and I then know. you have like a, a short burst of total satisfaction. It's not like you get any hint <laughs> yeah. ahead of time of an orgy or of cannibalism. Those are both like they're not they're not even sheet greased up. That is just surprise. Well, here you go. Yeah. And even the murders are really like dispatched very like preemptively. He's like, oh yeah, and then also on his way over there, he murdered that girl. But then anyway, let's get back. to Yeah, the, it's the like seventy two pages telling. of what a rock sound smelled like, and then a page yeah. and a half of like, and then I murdered a twelve year old girl while she was cutting up plums. And then just yeah. the most successful serial killer in all of southern France, just like that, as a way to get to this orgy, just real quick. Get to that orgy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> but so uh, that's but, the book. so when we first we so just uh, peek behind the curtain. We tried to record this a couple days ago. We had some tech problems, but at that point, Caitlin had not finished the ending. Caitlin, I had oh, not. she hadn't gotten to to orgy. You hadn't or, gotten to uh, orgy cannibals. or cannibalism. How surprised were you when you went back to the uh, book? I, you know what? It could not. I it did not cease my boredom. <laughs> even an orgy, <laughs> even cannibalism, could not pierce through the shattering boredom. That this book inspires. Okay, so it, I was going to do a hand raise. I feel like you've raised your hand. You, you've kept your hand down. You're you, not a fan, Caitlin. I can't say that I am. Uh, what about you guys, Smiths? How did you feel? Give me a quick um, thumbs up, thumbs down on I, perfume. Uh, I feel like my thumb is sideways, but then sure. by the end of the book, it's down. Oh. Like I started, I, like for a lot of the book, I was like, "Gosh, I'm just not as bothered by this as I thought I would be." <laughs> and then I got to the end, and I was like, "What? Never mind." So really, because yeah. it's the end that bothered you, not the fact that the only female characters are just lust objects to be killed and trapped into a bottle. Preteen lust objects. Because oh. the, the women are oh, either put it like gross that. hags <laughs> who cut up their babies with fish. Uh, there was the nanny woman they who was are, also evil, but in a different way. The nanny woman, neither of the nanny women were nice. Because at first he's given to a wet nurse, like the infant is given to a wet nurse who drops him off at an orphanage because he has no smell. Which, I mean, it seems like if you're wet nursing a multitude of babies, the one with no scent would be your favorite. But that aside... uh, But he drinks too much. He's He's cruelly abandons him. He's evil. He's like a demon. I I was on her side, and I didn't think... I mean, she was very, like, matter-of-fact, and like, listen, this baby is creepy, I don't want it. Bye. I would have been on her side if it was counterbalanced by any generous character in the entire book. I mean, I guess it's supposed to be a bleak. <laughs> well, yeah, outlook, if was generous, but to the him, only other women, the only other women are like bossy wives, whores referenced non-specifically and as a group, and also teenage girls that are worth killing for their scent. That's the yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that the male characters are much better. I'm just saying I'm a social justice warrior, and frankly. <laughs> This did not. So, this didn't pass the smell test for the Bechtel test. Oh. I guess the the way that I got around it, or sort of like wiggled past a lot of those very valid things in my like adult brain, was was by just recognizing like there isn't. There's no moral center to this book whatsoever. Like the, mm. there are very few value judgments passed on anyone. True. At all. Like I, it's just sort I, of con- this constant stream of like, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then people ate this guy to death. Bye. Like, <laughs> very, like... Well said. I, you know, I did. I declared my non fanhood, and I stand by it. But I do think that your protagonist and antagonist were the same character in this novel, yeah. and yeah. that was compelling in certain ways. I, like, look, mm-hmm. I've listened to worse things to participate in this podcast. I <laughs> I like that you admit that. Uh, oh yeah, but I can't say ghost. this is no, good. No, have, There's like, a reason this is on this podcast. You you read Ghost with us, so you have a permanent pass. You were you were the most abused guest in the history of the show. I have blocked <laughs> that memory from my, and it's true. I'm complaining about how women are treated in this book. Jesus Christ, Ghost. Well, you're a warrior. <laughs> I so I want to. I guess here's my problem now is that I would have been. I would have raised my hand, but I don't want to do anything to, to. Like I don't want to hold back the cause of you as a social justice warrior. I think you're right. Those are good points for that. Oh, I should be stopped. You should be stopped. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely. And I should be stopped. <laughs> no, I mean, you're right. Those are good. Po- that stuff about that is definitely terrible. It has that problem. Although, I guess part of my, 
I just feel like in life, if we like that's sort of like a stand standby. Like, yes, obviously this flag is raised because it's so often raised, and so like. Given that many many books are terrible like that, I actually thought this one was interestingly written. I thought it was kind of kind of fun. I don't know what it was. Yeah, I, I I enjoyed. I, there way more were than fun I was enough parts. I think we could do some yeah, but okay. Think, this uh, sounds like yeah. This feels like yeah, parts. but so let's play. Uh, yeah. You guys want to play the game of yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but. It's got butt in it. Yeah. Uh, this is our, our hate game. Uh, it's compliments and hates all mushed together. You're gonna, we're going to transition back and forth. So if anybody says something that they hated, then we'll follow up with a yeah, but, and something we like better than that, or a, an interesting point about it. So uh, I'm gonna, I guess I'll start out then. So your points about social justice, totally right. But uh, uh, I, like, I, I liked... This world of the senseer, something I've not really followed before. I thought that was really interesting. The way he describes the world, the way the sense affect him in different ways, I thought was uh, it was neat. I never, I've never had that happen before. Even, uh, even uh, uh, Daredevil didn't smell things as well. He had to use magic perception, so it was cool to have just the scent thing. I thought it was fun. Yeah, Daredevil could hear things better than he could smell things. Yeah. And like this was the closest you've ever I've ever read as a book to describing what a dog would be like if a dog was French and murdered girls. <laughs> Which, oh, you mean you haven't read the Adventures of French Murder Dog? <laughs> yeah, I think it's Tantan, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I didn't realize uh, that those books were so dark, Chris. Uh, the French versions are yeah. <laughs> they teach kids about life and death. <laughs> Yeah, I, well, so short of a French murder dog, I've never read anything like this. Yeah. So can I yeah, yeah. about that? Am I allowed? Because, uh, yes, uh, interesting world of sense. Sure, that's a cool thing to describe, but describe and describe and describe. It's too, it's, it's too much. Like, if you did a word count for the word sent in this book, I'm pretty sure the word is used more than God is used in the Bible. It gets mm. so, 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 so repetitive. And I, I just want to, uh, like, slide a thesaurus back in time to 1985. <laughs> just any other word for smell and scent. And uh, there is, I do have a little quibble, and this is a technical one, because being repetitious, I mean, maybe he was trying to build this world around you by using the familiar terms. Perhaps this was a technique that just didn't work on me. But at some point, uh, little baby JB uh, it's made clear that he does not care about his diet at all, that he will just, many times throughout the book, he's forced to subside on, like, lichen and, like, you know, dead animals he finds, and he'll just eat anything edible around him. Uh, yeah. yeah. But your sense of smell is what gives you a sense of taste. Oh, it's sort of a huge overlook. true. Oh, man. Yeah, if you're actually good, trying to, like, point. he builds this whole book around beautiful descriptions of sense and exactly how it works and then totally forgets that those, sense are, or those senses are inextricably linked, that you can't taste anything unless you can smell it. Uh, and then, and, and then yeah. Caleb shot another arrow through the heart of perfume. <laughs> If you have a perfect okay. sense of smell, you're gonna taste, you taste everything. everything like times ten. Well, didn't and also, why wouldn't you want to? Yeah, but yeah, exactly. It's also, a new way to, you can feel smells in your mouth. Chris, like why? Chris, just before sorry. you before you yeah about that, can we live in this a bit a moment longer? Because it's a really good point. Stewing no, it's it, an amazing point. Yeah, let's yeah. stew in it. Let's make like a stew. Let's make. <laughs> Let's let's make like the hateful. Which eight wouldn't eat. Have, he wouldn't eat it. So would wait. So he also <laughs> had he had this brilliant sense of smell, but he also had like no. And he had a he could discern good and bad because he knew the best, 
right? But he also was willing to work in the places with the worst smells. Yeah, I don't yeah, think like he thought of smell in terms of good or bad. I but don't he think he... I mean, he certainly described some as vile, but the sense I got from it wasn't like... That meant he didn't like it. Well, right, because he does, yeah, I guess... Yeah, so, it was like every oh. smell has a has a merit or like a, you know, a quality that's worth investigating Yeah, sort level. of this, you know, uh, judgmentless, uh, it is what it is sort of thing that echoes the, the telling of the larger story. <laughs> um, right? Forgive yeah. me for forgetting who brought it up earlier, but there is no moral center yeah, no, in the story. Yeah, no, Tanya, and that's... So exactly there's not right. a judgment on any of the smells either. Although he calls everything vile and gross, I assume that vile and gross is just the baseline. Like that's just <laughs> but, yeah, 18th century France. Yeah, that yeah. was another one of those Suskin lost to <laughs> thesaurus moments. They threw their poop <laughs> in the street. <laughs> yes. So, actually, I want to yeah about that because your thing about the thesaurus. I'm looking at a thesaurus for the word scent, and there's just not a lot of great options. You know, odor. I don't yeah. care. Use any of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> essence. I don't. I think a lot of these aren't great. And like perfume and spice are there, and he definitely did both of those. Plus whiff and so many fragrance. Times. We heard those plenty. I we heard whiff and waft. I was gonna know. say waft. Yeah, well, plenty mm. of wafting. Yeah. Uh, one maybe, thing we didn't hear maybe was the, tang. the limitation is English. Well, yeah, and it wasn't. We didn't get any hip tang. Oh, that's interesting too, because it wasn't written in English. It was uh, German, I thought. French. It was German. It was German. Yeah. So. Oh, so who's the translator? Ooh, I bet the Germans have a lot of really complicated words for shit. You know. Uh, yeah for shit oh, literally yeah they're really yeah. into it <laughs> yeah <laughs> i would like to apologize to any of our european or non-american listeners for the rest of the show oh come on they know what they like <laughs> i'm just saying that uh german grammar like vice principal is like 50 letters long or something yeah like yeah that. yeah i mean they just jam it like that's what i mean by complicated not that you know necessarily it's a kink thing or whatever <laughs> uh, there's a single word for non-smoking zone and it's nicht raucher zone Oh, I think that's terrific. I, I'm into, Germans are just really yeah. good at taking three words and making them one. So like, why not? This was translated, uh, Tanya, I think you had, this was translated to English by John E. Wood, who won the Penn Translation Prize for the novel in 1987. Uh, I would say this is one of my top five uh, translations by James John Edwin Woods. I think he did a really nice job. <laughs> I, I do sort of wonder, like, I mean, it didn't occur to me that this wouldn't have been written in English. So I feel like that is a compliment to Mr. Wood. Because I, I had no idea. He also translated yeah. all the majors, major novels of Thomas Mann, a feat comparable in simple page count to a wholly new translation of Proust. Woof. Thanks, or Proust. Proust. Proust, Proust yeah. as he's commonly known. Not, not yeah. in the, the European way of saying it is Proust. Ah, I see. Okay. In southern France, that's how they say it. It's with this, it was a southern French dialect. <laughs> that's how they say it, when they're not dropping flowers into lard. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, and uh, I guess sort of yeah, yes, and rather than sure. yes, but um, you know, like I think uh, the translation was really good, and you know, it, the especially there were a lot of lyrical passages which added to the word count certainly, but you had a lot of lyrical passages where, <clears throat> pardon me, you know, he's in a cave just like exploring the rooms of his memory and oh, yeah. jerking off all over the inside <laughs> of the cave, or you know, he's walking it's down the street and there's this lyrical passage about the. Well, but sure. it shouldn't but, take seven years to explain what seven years in captivity was like. Like there shouldn't, <laughs> this shouldn't be like a moment for true. moment recreation. <laughs> that's true. It's a real, yeah. those real time novels. Yeah. <laughs> Although the real time description of him smelling his eventual final target, you know, was also very lyrical, and that was yeah. like that was like a slow mo thing. Well, you know, also for all of the complaints about the slowness of it, it this was one of the shortest audiobooks we've put down. This is a it was a brief seven and a half hours, eight hours. 
Um, yeah, that's true. Which is... And actually, I mean, like, it's weird because, like, of all the stuff we've read in the past year, I'd say it's of the books one of the least bad of the books, I and it's so... also one of the shortest of the books. I, I like, sh- yeah, I like not bad, and I also like short. Yeah. And, uh, so it's weird that this is our lives, Alex. <laughs> it, it, that is weird. Yeah, uh, yeah. The full, the always disclaimer that uh, you know we aren't good measures because we're broken and dead inside, but. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. Just with that aside. Uh, also, I think actually this was a very well-received book, so I think we're not crazy. Um, yeah, they made a movie of it and everything, well, that, right? Well, I that's mean, true. But um, no, I think I remember reading um, that it was just like uh, uh, very well-received in Germany and then translated into a million languages because people liked it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah what a imagine. lovable character. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Teddy Ruxpin of our time. <laughs> We're millennials. Teddy Ruxpin is our time. Let's not age ourselves here. Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah, I guess I think so. it might have been a, a, like a year or two before my time. Ugh, I definitely had one. I yeah. think that's. I mean, you put the tape into his tummy or into his back, right? Where do you yeah, put right the tape, in his tummy. Caitlin? Where do you put yeah, the tape? Right, right in the tummy. Right in the room. <laughs> Show me on the doll where you put the tape. <laughs> <laughs> And I made myself so easy to love. On a bridge over Meat River, old timey prospector looks down at the freezing water and cries softly. Everything is so terrible. The meeting and loan is going bankrupt and there's nothing I can do to stop it. My arch rival wouldn't loan me the money and now he knows I'm broke and my phone is getting really slow but I can't upgrade my contract for another eight months. My life is over. Floop. You're not going to jump, are you? It looks so cold. What? Who are you? I'm Mark Franklin, your newest meat buddy. And when I donated, all I asked was for you to make fun of It's a Wonderful Life. So here I am in Meatburg. And guess what, George the Prospector? I'm your guardian angel. Hey, that's not true. You're just a crazy old man. I'm gonna jump. (sighs) Fine. I'll have to jump first, and then you'll save me. Splash! Oh, jeez. I'll come. I'll save you, Mark Franklin. Here I come. (sighs) Another splash! (sighs) Help! I can't swim! I'm a big, dumb angel! I've got you, I've got you! (sighs) Calm down, Mark, I've got you! (sighs) (coughs) Wow! Good rescue! I tried this with another guy last week, and it turns out he couldn't swim. So he jumped in to save me, and we both died. This is gonna be on my permanent file. Oh, oh, sure, yeah, right. You died last week, I bet. Well, I was already dead. I'm an angel second class. Uh, look, dude, I'm glad you're okay, but uh, you're crazy, and I don't need this in my life. I'm not crazy. I'm your guardian angel, and if I can save your life, I get my wings. So... So wait, you live a good life, you die, you go to heaven, and you get a job helping shitheads like me so you can climb the sacred bureaucracy? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't sound great when you say it like that. But I didn't make heaven, I just work here. Well, good luck anyway. I'm gonna go throw myself off that bridge for real now. Everything is the worst. I wish I'd never been born. Okay, it's done. You were never born. What? Hopefully this works. Last time I tried this, the world was way better without him. Got a write-up for that one. And so the prospector ran out into the street to see what had changed now that he hadn't ever been born. The world looked pretty similar, actually. This is my parents' house. Why are the lights out? Is it because I was never born? 
they're um. Well, actually, let's go somewhere else. Uh, this is a bad place to wait, start. Wait, wait, wait! Someone's coming out. Uh, Mom, it's me, George. George, I've always liked that name, but I don't know a George. I'm your son. You monster! We only had one son. His name was Harry. He died in an ice river because we didn't have an older kid to save him. My friends always said to have another kid in case one kid is drowning, but I wouldn't listen. Oh no, Harry's dead. Oh, that's terrible. Damn straight, Harry's dead. But we mourned him for many years, and we got counseling, and... Well, you know, we're doing okay now. We're taking it day by day. Oh, that's good, I guess. I don't know why I'm telling you this, stranger, but... I never wanted kids. My husband had this idea for a perfect family, but I just wanted to live in a condo and have parties and leave whatever we wanted, you know? Uh-huh. Now that we've got two incomes and no kids, though... We've got plenty of money to travel like I've always wanted. I'm going to Paris. Well, that's great, Mom. Why did you call me Mom? Get away from me, weirdo. Pshh! Oh, God, my eyes! I told you. You were never born. You don't have a mother. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. I just expected my parents to be sadder about that. How would they know? But my brother died before he could get into the army and save all those soldiers during the war. What happened to them? Did they die? What? No. It's not like the army just kept his post unmanned because he wasn't there. They just promoted a different officer, and he saved those troops. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. Where's my wife? I need to see Mary. Wait, actually, uh, Take you Take me don't... to the library mm. right now to see Mary. Fine. Uh, this isn't going as well as I'd hoped. And so the prospector and his guardian angel walked up to the town library. A beautiful young woman with glasses on, so she didn't seem as beautiful right then, was just locking up the door. Mary, it's me! Ah! Get away from me, stranger! Wait, don't you know me? It's George. George the old-timey prospector. Why are you all wet? Well, I saved an angel from drowning. Don't worry about it. You don't recognize me? Your own husband? Come on, just give give your husband George a kiss. Oh! No! Ah! Shh! No! Ah, it burns! Why, why would you do that? I told you. But Mary, because I didn't marry her, she... She must have turned into an old spinster staying late at the library alone. That's so sad. What are you talking about? Mary is gorgeous. She looks like Donna Reed. She met somebody else. She's married to somebody else? That tramp! Jesus, you think you're the only person in the world? Fine. I can see I did this too realistically. Obviously, you want the world to fall apart without you. Let's start over. Say you wish you'd never been born. What? I want my fucking wings. Say it right now or I'll cut you. Jesus, Jesus. Okay, okay. I wish I'd never been born. I wish I'd never been born. Poof. It happened. Look around you. Oh, God. There's fire everywhere. Meatberg is on fire. It's not Meatberg. Because you were never born, the only important person in the entire world, Meatberg is just called Shithole now. And since you weren't around to help build affordable housing in the town, it got taken over by a race of evil lizard people who set everything on fire and live on hot rocks above the burning hellscape. This is what happens if you weren't born. And what about that tramp Mary? She died in the fire. And? Ah, fine. She died in the fire, a sad old spinster. Yes, I knew it! You've shown me that I'm glad I was born, Mark. Thank you. I'm going back to my wife who literally couldn't do any better than me, and my kids, and my good job, and I'm going to stop being so fucking sad over $8,000. I'm the richest man in the world! Did you get your wings, Mark? Not yet. 
Every time a bell rings, it just means an angel second class turns his paperwork into the review committee. Oh. They meet every second Thursday, so I'll have to wait a while. Then there's a review process. They do some background checks. There's a written exam. All this time I'm in limbo. Uh, there's only so many wings to go around, so it's all just politics at that point. Man, heaven sounds like such a bummer. Well, I'm only here to begin with because I donated to my favorite podcast, Read It and Weep. That's how you get into heaven. You don't want to see hell. Wow, so all you have to do is donate to this podcast and you get into heaven? What a deal! That's right, friends. Go to read-weep.com slash meatbuddies now to donate to your favorite podcast, and you guarantee you're going to heaven. Plus, it'll keep the lizard people from taking over and burning you and your family alive just to warm themselves on the rocks. These call-to-action things might be getting a little strong. Ah, I've done a bad job. I wish I'd never been born. Poof. <sighs> Another day at work for Mark. Me buddies, 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 me buddies. All right, you guys, and now it's time for the game of top five. Top five. Top five. <sighs> so the way this works is we had questions from you guys on Facebook and on Twitter. It seemed like most of the questions were about the movie, um, but we'll, we'll just reinterpret them for the novel. Uh, and then uh, we're going to answer your top five. Yeah. Well, my top five of your top 20 questions. Make sense? Cool. <laughs> Alex, uh, by the way, I just want to say I love that our listeners are mostly movie people because if you have a choice between book or movie of something that's largely suspect, you go movie. Definitely. Oh, most certainly. Our questions for top five. Uh, actually, first, this is, from, um, this is from Savage, our, our meat buddy, Ooh, uh, our sponsor sweet. of the episode, who wanted to know. Yeah. Uh, I would like to know what death each of you would have after coming within the magical death perimeter of Grenois, and what one change would you make to uh, to make to the book? So, two questions oh. there, mm. separating them out. Mm. Mm. Uh, so, uh, you come within that magical death perimeter of Grenois. So, either he does he murder you for your hair smell, or do you die in some sort of cannibal orgy with him, or some other thing because of just how good he smells? How do you die near Grenois? Uh, if I if I may, I think I would go with having just sold him, having just sold Grenois, I would get so pissed drunk <laughs> that I just fell into a river. <laughs> yes. That is, there's a lot of people who die near him. That's got to be one of my favorites. That's yeah, a good yeah. death. That's a warrior's death. <laughs> I'm going to say that's one step up from dying wedged in with five other women of cancer reeking in a fetid bed. Definitely. Oh, yeah, that was rough. Super <laughs> rough yeah. Especially after I'm, she was like, here's the one way I won't die, world. And then the world was like, no, nah, you go. Oh, die just yeah, that like death. that wasn't oh. foreshadowing. Well, In this book, if anybody universe. mentions how they don't want to die, just wait 100 pages. That's yeah. how they're dying. <laughs> well, but in, I mean, in the universe's defense, when somebody puts it out there, this is the one thing that would piss them off. It's hard. Like, it's an impish universe. It's hard not to kill them that way. Did wait, you just you secret the- this book? It, are we supposed I, I to be treating we... the universe like Briar Patch? Like, are we supposed to be like, oh, I <laughs> certainly don't want to die in a bed covered in silk? I never want to die in my own brownstone that I own. <laughs> with my <laughs> with my beautiful husband George Clooney patting my hand. <laughs> I'd hate to go like that. That would be disgusting. <laughs> Yeah, Actually, exactly I don't know right. why I said George Clooney. I got a little freaked out. Yeah, as your actual husband, I'm like, hey! I'm <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. I was trying to pick fantasy husband, but I, I should have gone Michael B. Jordan. I'm sorry. Would I'm you, sorry. <laughs> in this fantasy, does Michael B. Jordan usurp Chris's spot, or does Chris 
uh, like die in whatever way he didn't want in the bed of silk. And then there's a yeah no there's a graceful and dignified entrance for Michael B. Jordan. I didn't just like pitch Chris to the side of the road. <laughs> well, you gotta make sure you tell universe that you I don't, don't want a graceful end I, to Chris. I certainly don't want Chris to. I I don't want I don't want to speculate on any of this. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> this is uh, horrible. Redacted. Uh, Redacted. <laughs> Uh, uh, do you, what's another favorite death from somebody who got near Grenois? Um, I, yeah, I oh, I'd like say flower his... press accident for me. Um, there'd be some sort of horrific accident with a flower press and a lot of jasmine. I like what jasmine. happened to you. So th- that's a one that's reasonable, not one that actually happened in the book. Um, oh, I mean, none of it's reasonable, Alex. No, no, I know. But that, <laughs> well, right. uh, like, I think if I was going to choose one from the book, Maybe it's not a death, but my favorite fate is that he, when he goes to the southern town, he's like, "Can I work for you?" And then they say yes, and then he just does all the work where the two, where the uh, the woman and the guy who run that smell factory before him just fuck in a shed. And oh then, yeah, they take each other to Pound Town while he's like, "Don't worry, I'll make all the stuff. I'll just yeah. do better than you guys at your own job and never ask for any money or any respect." And then they just go like, "All right, we're gonna be in here boning, try not to murder yeah, any pretty teenage good deal. girls." Actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they get married later. Except for the serial killing part. It's a really good deal, housing Grenois. <laughs> yeah, but for the, you know, serial killing. <laughs> uh, I, I'm actually, I'm not going to... Uh, I'm just going to make that her one question because uh, we got yeah. more to get on yeah. Number two, Tom on Facebook asks, who would you influence if you had the power of a mind-controlling perfume? Would it be like presidents and popes to bring world peace or just like a local Santa shop to give you free hot dogs? Side note, Tom... Excellent use of hot dogs at a sandwich shop. <laughs> I don't have time for that uh, argument right now. <laughs> I heard nothing. Moving right along. <laughs> yeah. But I think, I think smelling so good you get free stuff is pretty good. But I yeah. also think smelling so good that you get a, a pop music career out of it is even better. You know, uh, like, you wanna... what if you smell so good nobody cares what you sound like? You just put it into some like some EDM beats or whatever. Chris yeah. just walks in. Yeah, that's like, just being a pop star. You actually don't need to smell good to do that. It's almost like Katy Perry oh. in here. What's going on? Chris, <laughs> is that you? Well, <laughs> Chris, do you have the voice of an angel? Just let us Who all know. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? You smell like you do. I smell like cookies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, why did he have to kill a teenage girl when really he should have just killed baking cookies? Yeah, we actually <laughs> didn't talk about how you don't have to kill a girl to get a lock of her hair. That I mean, honestly, true. asking true. politely, you're going to be viewed as a creep, but, like, you could probably get it. Yeah, but you're also but viewed as a creep when you serial kill, so... Yeah, he could have, like, That's sent not six, one, them. half dozen the other. That is not an equal <laughs> comparison. This is interesting. Why didn't he just invent his, like, love me, love me smell and then go up to these, like, super beautiful girls and be like, hey. Well, hey, yeah, you truly why love didn't me. He? I've got a fun game for you <laughs> called lovely smell. Lie Between Some Sheets for Seven Hours. <laughs> <laughs> Sleep in my greasy bed. <laughs> <laughs> but the lovely, love me smell came from the girls. Oh, came from so the girls. But he, he couldn't have started it, like, a slightly... Problem. Yeah, couldn't he have started at, like, a slightly lower tier? I mean, he did kill, yeah. like, what, two dozen girls who were all, like, pretty good-looking? Like, couldn't he have started at, like, the low end of that spectrum? And just trade Because he already knew time. how to make some... He already knew how to make some pretty dope scents. I feel like he could have, you know, between his money and his smelling super good and, like, getting a frock coat, like... He could have seduced some ladies. Yeah, it's like I'm sorry, but just because you said dope scent, now all I can think of is like Nog Champa that he's just walking up, <laughs> smelling like a stoner college dorm room. 
I yeah, which honestly can get you late. Speaking from personal experience, I've fallen for it. Some of the best of us have. <laughs> it's not. I, yeah, no one's I above actually, it. Okay. The first time he murdered the plum chopping girl, that was the first murder. And the I, first time, the first time he gets into murdering, I forgot that the book had murder in the subtitle, and so I was real surprised that he killed her because I was like, "Oh, now he's just going to be friends with her." And that's Aww. she smells good. And then that just- says a lot about you, Alex. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Alex Falcone, she- always wishing it was a buddy cop movie. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's it's the guy who smells good and the plum cutter, and they're <laughs> you're always smelling too good. You got to do things by the book. Oh my god, they could be called Fragrance and Fruit, and they could go on adventures. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they have to be. This cops, is your plum knife. You know that, right? Plum cutter. Yeah. Sorry, what was that, Alex? I'd like it doesn't have to be cops. Maybe it's just a buddy movie where they're just like getting into scrapes. You know, it's like the Fun Bunch, and the production value was low. You know, it's great. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, quest- I will say an actual response to that question. Oh, yeah, I'm a stand-up a comedian. I mean, jokes are hard, yeah. sense are easy. So if I could just walk up smelling good and walk off to standing ovations, this job Ooh. would have been a lot easier. Um, I mean, oh, I know yeah. that's selfish and small, but I hey. Do you think I need the how, validation. Do you think that's how Dane Cook did it? Yes. Yeah, undoubtedly. <laughs> or uh, that um, racist puppet guy. You know, the thing about him smells amazing. <laughs> you don't uh, really remember. I'm pretty sure it's yeah. Peanut oh, that wait. actually smells good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, awesome. Uh, oh, I, I do have to say, like the rest of the internet this weekend, I watched Making a Murderer. So I would certainly uh, use my smell to influence justice. Yeah. Just justice. <laughs> That's I... all. Sorry to bring the tone down. <laughs> Maybe if I keep talking like this, nobody will think about what I said. <laughs> As the thing you say gets sadder, your voice gets more jolly and high-pitched. <laughs> so jolly! <laughs> Miss Carriage of Justice! Nobody's worried! Did you guys that realize how was... many bad things happen to good people? Oh, no. <laughs> or even normal people oh gosh interrogation tactics we should probably take a closer look <laughs> <laughs> alright question number three uh, sorry I didn't really answer your question Tom Tegan uh, asks um, upon reading the wiki I've discovered my initial guess for the plot was not far off which huge props for figuring out the plot because I thought I'm it was worried about, about you also, <laughs> why did you guess that why? I thought it was about a boy who was really nice to a girl who cut plums and they became friends so I'm not as good at guessing plots as you are I just want to say if the guess for any book plot that you came across was and at the end he douses himself <laughs> with a scent in a field and 30 people tear him to pieces and eat the pieces <laughs> Like, to be way clear, to win the that's lottery. That's what I want to have happen after guesses. all of my shows. Tegan said that the yeah. pl- <laughs> that, that the guess of the plot was not far off, and I am going to assume that the missing part of the prediction was orgy at his execution and then cannibalized in a field by fans. I'm going to. Oh, guess. I like the idea that he just didn't guess that they ate the pieces. He yeah. guessed everything <laughs> but that part. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Tegan goes on to say, has there been a stupider superpower than guy who can smell real good? And what would your frivolous yes. and ultimately useless superpower be? I think hmm. we've gotten a question like this before. Like, have what our superpowers superpower? would be? Yeah. Have, but, like, what's a dumb superpower, I guess? Dumber than, like, mm. better than, like, dumber than smelling good. Like, ultra-fast-growing nails. Like, there's nothing... Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, they can't, actually, oh. it would be pretty cool if your nails super were super good at scrambling eggs. Like, there's lots of dumb. I already have that one. Superpowers. I would like it if your nails could be like where you you clipped them at perfectly the length so you could still scratch if you had an itch, but that they would never hurt you on accident. You know? That also you says a lot hurt. about you, Alex. I was going to say, also, I like that you were just like casually dropping the bomb that you are already perfect at scrambling eggs. I'm really, <laughs> I don't know. How, how many don't even worry claim, about it. I got that. How, how many things do I claim to be good at on the show? Not many, but I can cook. Okay, do you use eggs. a double boiler? No. I think well, then get the fuck out of here with your scramble. Yes, egg fight. This is all I want. Go, hey, go, 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 go. Welcome back to Hockey Talkie, <laughs> our special egg fight brawl. Gonna be a what egg fight? <laughs> hey, do you cook your scrambled eggs in a double boiler? Of course I do. No, you don't. Absolutely, I real. do. I'm, not, I'm, I'm entirely so real. Fussy. Yeah, and I love this delicious. More than anything else. <laughs> if you apply direct heat to my eggs, you fucked up. <laughs> All right, I take it back. I have been shamed. I am clapping like one of those monkeys with cymbals. <laughs> Tanya, Tanya loves an egg fight. Uh, next time, next time I'm in Portland, Alex, I'll, I'll stop by. You don't even need special equipment. You just need a bigger pan and a smaller pan. We're going to have an egg off. Yeah, we are. We're going to be blind egg tasting. Ooh. Um, Ralu asks, would the virgin from Hocus Pocus make the cut for a, to be murdered by the perfumer? Ooh, teen boy. Teen boy. Yeah. yeah. He just needed virgins. He was he was super gendered in all his descriptions of that scent, though. Well, oh. in all fairness, uh, boys don't smell great. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, fact. Yeah. I mean, they're some of my favorite smells, but Ooh. I also wouldn't describe them as good. <laughs> I think... <laughs> I, I think that, and uh, I have a girlfriend, so really take all of this with that grain of salt. <laughs> oh, that's that does add interest, an interesting side to you that saying that they're the favorite. Oh, I've smell. smelled it all, baby. <laughs> Tangled web. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I mean, people in general don't smell great. I mean, I've never lived in a cave for seven years jerking off, but I. Uh, I feel like I spent a lot of time trying. Come on, to yes, you have. It's Portland. Listen, Sorry. I didn't go to college. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also, Ralu asks, why are redheads so damn attractive? Which... Oh, uh, tell me about it. Tony <laughs> well, loves that, redhead. There's two ways that tone could be. It could be like, like, why does everyone think redheads are so attractive for their murdering purposes? Or the other side could be like, why am I so attracted to redheads? Uh, oh, I meant the second yeah, one. Yeah, Tanya, you're ringing in the ladder. <laughs> yeah. Sure I am. I think it's because uh, they're rare. You know, they're like, they're like a Pokemon that's a little bit more rare. The redhead. What? So Tanya, yeah. you the, you've been you've been bit by the ginger bug. What is the reason why redheads are so attractive to you? Side oh, note: I think there's. Do they side smell? Note. How do they oh. smell? Well, I'm not grunwe or whatever. <laughs> well, yeah, you knew sure. about baby that smells. Means. Baby JB. Well, I know, but I would say, I mean, the the redhead <laughs> redheads I have smelled a book I'll never write. <laughs> <laughs> but. But the the ones that I've smelled, I mean, they mostly, most of the people I know smell like what they wash their clothes with slash what kind of deodorant they wear. Like, totally. nobody I know is like steeping in their own filth kind of smell for the most part. You yeah. Yeah. Aren't so you in New York? 
Well, yeah. I'm I mean, sorry. I'm just blasting out with the regional filth. humor here. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the pizza and the bagels and the filth. Um, yeah, no, it, it stinks here sometimes, but it's not like a person smells so much. Do you know right, what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, it's yeah. like a, it's like a urine garbage smell. Sure, <laughs> but I, yeah, I would have to say I think my. I mean, I I don't know why I think redheads are so good looking, but I just I've always found them to be very striking. Yeah, this this book's conclusion must be the smell. Yeah, but I yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, he does he he murders non redheads to warm up for her, right? That was his. Yeah. Yeah, the his first practices. girl wasn't a redhead, right? She, the plum girl yeah. wasn't a redhead. I thought she was. I thought she had. I could be hair wrong. For, or reddish hair. Yeah, but all the all that the was like eleven girls. hours ago into just this book. So I don't know. Oh god, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, there were Tanya, some brunettes in the mix. Can I ask you a clarifying question about your love of redheads? Okay. Do you think redhead uh, redheads are beautiful in both genders, or do you think that redhead women play above average and redheaded men are not as special? I know the common belief is that redheaded dudes are not great. Compared that's to what redheaded my, that's ladies, what my redheaded friends have suggested is that people really love redheaded yeah. women and hate redheaded men, and that that's unfair. Yeah, I'm upset about that. I think that's silly. Personally, I mean, I, I like agree. both. <laughs> I really like both. I'm not, and, and I don't, I don't have a preferential gender feeling. Like, I think all redheads are great, and I also, I used to have much redder hair when I was younger, so I, I think I also kind of identify yeah. as a redhead, yeah, even though all, I am no all longer. Changes if it's just like I have a red hair, I'm great. No, I've always had red-ish <laughs> hair. To be clear, I was not, no one was ever like, "Oh, ginger!" Like that was never me. But, right. but still. Mm. Uh, lastly, Ryan asks, "What would y'all do at your execution to attempt to kickstart an orgy?" Ooh! <laughs> I mean, baby, all I got to do is show up. <laughs> Ayo. Ooh. <laughs> I like the idea What's funny is the idea that anybody thinks show. I believe that. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Well, nothing personal, uh, but I don't think there's any person that I could be like, watch them strapped into an electric chair and get a boner. You ain't seen me strapped into an electric chair. Look, you serve them up. I'm going to keep knocking them out of the park over here. (laughs) Is anyone else haunted by the phrase about how (laughs) it was as though (laughs) just through scent alone, he was expertly expertly manipulating their genitals? (laughs) Like, did that really bother anyone else? No, I feel great. I kind of... Every time I think about this book, I can't help but think of that phrase. And there's something about it that's just so unnerving and terrible. Yeah. I don't like to think <laughs> of anyone manipulating my genitals. I like to think of my genitals alone expertly. <laughs> well, I wouldn't want it to be clumsily. Expert- yeah, exactly. If it's going to get manipulated, I would prefer that it be expertly. I would hate someone to journeymanly yeah. manipulate my genitals. <laughs> Like, what were you a leather worker? Why, yeah. why are you so bad at this? <laughs> Clumsily fumbling. <laughs> this the smell well, of the, in the area and it means well. <laughs> it's almost like the around. only genitals you've ever touched are on dead women. <laughs> <laughs> what are you only doing this for the smell? Come on, put some thought into it. Man, I just oh baby JB execution. It just smells like somebody badly fumbling with my genitals. <laughs> Like the Hallmark card of fondling. <laughs> Try writing you know, a message, <laughs> you monster. You know when a tickle turns bad? <laughs> you guys, that's the game of top five. Why? Go to Facebook or Twitter or our website, redistribute.com, to join the conversation. We'd love to have your questions for our topics coming up. Uh, n- now it's time for a minor compliment. Let's wrap this up, you guys, in a little bow going backwards. Tanya. 
Minor compliment away. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I've radically turned against this book in the end. Oh, oh, no. Really? Okay, I've this is what I'm saying. I've more into it. <laughs> <laughs> Says I mean, a lot about you, Alex. The, you guys are so <laughs> upset that his execution turned into an orgy. As if that didn't change the whole book for you. Like that, how can that not have been a delightful twist? Wait, are you, are you actually saying this? I'm saying, yeah. Like, <laughs> are you really saying this? Like as an assignment for this project, as an assignment for this podcast, having a boring book turn into an orgy, it's just like a beautiful gift from heaven. It was kind of a gift Do for us. Do you remember, to, like, Ghost? Look, this is not the first time I've been down this road where boring shit turns into weird sexual fuckfests. I just think that you're you're lu- well now it's you're unfairly lumping like smell-based orgies with this uh, abuse in the other book. This was a fun time. Everyone had a good time. It was oh, an orgy was in 18th mortified. century France. Everybody was stinky and full of pustules. It wasn't fun. Yeah. Also, no. that's oral rape. Like that is uh, that is smell-based bad touching. I Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Okay, this was look, one but, big bad tickle, everyone. He, yeah. He didn't use the power for him to bad tickle someone. He used it for them to have a great time with each other's bad tickling. I think it Did was Did everyone tickle. have a great time? Or was everybody like, <laughs> it's like a group hypnosis nightmare. Yeah, but they woke up naked in a field and they were all together. And they were all super freaked out. Nobody like, was like, oh, I'm so glad that happened. No, Actually, it, I don't, it never I, says that in the text, I, Tanya. That is not canon. It they say, say they, they can't remember it. They were like... A little they ashamed. They say they are totally ashamed. Yeah, like, and that they are too ashamed to ever speak of it. Which is not so, like I feel like just like every if you orgy. had an amazing <laughs> if you had an amazing smell orgy that you were super glad happened, wouldn't you want to fucking reminisce? <laughs> Be like, remember Whoa. that time? I think that yeah, the, the not remembering it is a weird other side effect, but I would say that if I, I've never had an orgy in eighteenth century France, but I imagine I would wake up the next day with just a bit more spring in my step. You know, fair enough. Not a lot of bright spots. Yeah, in that particular I just if you were that if you were that virgin that coupled with a grandfather, per the list supplied oh. by Mister Patrick Suskind. Okay, I feel like you probably don't wake up the next day being like, "Ha ha ha, howdy do." Tanya, in my defense, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> just block that part out. Yeah, no, when he started going down the list, I was like, well, this is the worst day. Okay. <laughs> I take back everything I said. Please, minor compliment. Oh, sorry. Minor compliment is, um, I actually thought the narrator was pretty solid. I liked his voices, yeah. which I normally yeah. don't go in for narrators doing different character voices, but I thought his were pretty funny. And uh, he kind of, yeah, he managed to bring it to life. And I liked it. the yeah, way that and, he... And JB was like a little uh, golemish. Yeah, JB was kind of gollumy and and I also I liked there's there was a part during the seven years in a cave where he like he really made this sentence stand out about how there was at one point there was like a dead raven at the mouth of the cave and he ate it and then he just, like, pauses and you're like yeah that's fucked up and then he just like goes on moving along moving yeah. right along but yeah he did I thought he did a, a splendid job I think that's great my. Uh, my minor compliment is uh, just this one very brief moment where he's ta- so there's this small town in southern France and there's a, uh, a serial killer unlike history has ever seen uh, running around the town and they ta- he talks about who the uh, officials went to investigate and this was the order that they investigated people first the gypsies then the Italians then the wig makers the Jews the monks the Cistercians 
Freemasons, lunatics, Chaco banners, beggars, and then the nobility, including a nobility person who, it was rumored, killed virgins all the time. So <laughs> I like that that guy was still on the bottom of the list. Well, you don't want to go after Randolph Virgin Killer if you don't have to. No, no, you leave him out of the investigation. You got to talk to the monks first because those guys are. (laughs) What if he has a really creepy house and you're like, who can we talk to plausibly before having to go over there? Listen, I don't want to have to go to Whore Castle if it's going to turn out that the (laughs) monastery was to blame. You know what I mean? I'm going to guess that the noble dude that kills a ton of virgins isn't a real Martha Stewart guy. That's a good intuition, Chris. I bet that house is pretty gross and creepy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But why would you investigate him when there's still Italians walking around? (laughs) Honestly, come on. Uh, well and wig makers you might think it's on they're being unfairly typecast from this uh serial killer who kills people and takes their red hair but uh i thought that was a pretty good job by the cops to think maybe the people like you know follow the money who benefits yeah the wig they also literally are in the business of making disguises so (laughs) that's true (laughs) how do you even interview a wig maker you never know if you're talking to them yeah whoa All right. Yeah, I know. Chris, minor compliment. <laughs> yeah, uh, so my minor compliment is for the comic relief in this book. The comic relief of everyone meeting untimely ends who isn't Grunwee. Yeah. Um, so we already talked about the guy who sold Grunwee and then fell down drunk in a river. We talked about yes. uh, the mom who dies, you know, having been accused of uh, attempted... Inf- mom. She's... Oh, oh, his no, mom. No, his mom was okay. accused of attempted infanticide and was therefore killed. Uh, and like all these people just meet their ends and it's played for laughs and it uh, reminded me of a storybook time final destination where oh, yeah. death in this case Grunwe has a plan yeah. and it has nothing to do with these people but he just leaves them in his wake and all of them suffer misfortune just for reasons and yeah. like uh, randomly actually, dying that was different another ways. moment where I thought sort of the way the book was written was a little bit delightful which was like his nanny yeah. who's all she's doing in the world is saving up money to not die in a shitty house, and he's yeah. And then, yeah that's like, the person since, that I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah, and then the and then the 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 narrator is like, since we're not going to see her any ever again, let's take a minute to follow her story and see where she ends up. Like, ha ha ha! I hope it's not in a big crappy house. And then it is in a crappy house. That was a, oh, a fun journey. Not the briar patch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, awesome. Uh, that leaves you, Caitlin. Last word. What is your minor compliment? Um, I will say that I enjoyed uh, a very early moment in the book when Gronwy is first dropped off by the wet nurse at that father's parsonage or whatever. And the yeah. two have a lengthy back and forth about what a baby should smell like. Oh, yeah. It took uh, so long. I loved that. It took part. so oh, long. Like, look, if the complaint is that it took so long, then that applies to absolutely every part of this book. But there was, <laughs> uh, there was something charming about it, and that charm was washed away, just like the body of that dead Tanner uh, throughout the rest of the book. But <laughs> yeah, that, that image of a father <laughs> sucking in his last gasp of a milky wet nurse's bosom was, I, 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 I thought that the rest of the listening might be easier, and it wasn't, but it did give me a brief glimmer of hope. I, really I did, yeah. I, yeah, I liked, the, I liked the part that Alex just referenced with the monk, like, bouncing the baby. Also goes to the narrator being awesome. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It's true, true, but he, and he said that, uh, he said boopy-doo, he's never actually had a kid, but he just, that sound always seemed soothing to him, so he chose that as his noise to make to a baby. 
and i which was yeah it was cute it just is such a yeah it was such a well well displayed moment of sort of that weird communing with a baby that you can sometimes have if you're just like hanging out and like the baby's just there and you're just gazing at them like where he was like oh this baby is so cute we're communing and then as soon as the baby woke up he was like oh this shit this is a murdering baby yeah <laughs> <laughs> this baby is pure evil <laughs> i need to get rid of this yeah. baby <laughs> All right, you guys, that's it for our show. Joe, we'll be back next week talking about Event Horizon. Bum, bum, bum. You guys, this is Brian from Milwaukee sponsored this, and Brian said, Brian's quote for why did you sponsor this was, yes, best movie ever. So, <laughs> Brian, I dig your style. Brian, yeah. Brian, you are fun. Or your caps lock You simply must learn to form an opinion, Brian. <laughs> Also, uh, so that's next week. Thank you for sponsoring, Brian. Uh, also, thank you so much to Alexandra Savage for sponsoring this. You are thank you, best. Alexandra. And also, uh, another big shout out to Mark Franklin, uh, our newest meat buddy and our official Meatberg guardian angel. I hope you enjoy yeah. it, Mark. Thanks, Mark. Uh, yeah, that's Mar- awesome. As I mentioned in the ad, Mark's only request was that we make fun of uh, It's a Wonderful Life, and we weren't able to do that full episode because the voting had already taken place and it lost. I don't know how but it lost to Die Hard 2 ha! for our Christmas movie. Know. Whatever. Yeah. But so I hope that you enjoyed a little bit of a, uh, my parody of It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, if you want to donate and force us to do something weird like that, go to readtosweep.com slash meetbuddies. Even, even a dollar a month makes a huge difference to us. Uh, I'm Alex Falcone. Thanks for being here at C. Walter Smith. Yeah, man. And at the Tanya Best. Cock-a-doodle day. <laughs> So, uh, also, uh, I put this up on Facebook and Twitter, but uh, we had a long pre-show discussion about Stu the other day, and so I made sure to link, if you haven't seen it yet, go to our Facebook or Twitter to read the blog post Tanya suggested of the best five movies featuring Stu. Yeah, and there's <laughs> yeah. already uh, calls for us to do the uh, Robin Hood animated movies. Oh, oh, yeah, I love that soundtrack. That is so outside of our purview, and it would be so delightful. Yes. That is, I would say, whenever someone asks uh, about Robin Hood, the definitive Robin Hood is the cartoon, right? Yeah, the if one where he's a fox. Is not really a Robin Hood. That's one of the long list of animated animal characters that I totally had a crush on as a child. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> uh, like, we could get foxy. married, Robin Hood. I have no problem with this scenario. <laughs> I I would I think I was mostly had a crush on human uh, cartoons. No, it was a series of animals followed by Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, you're a lucky man. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You got a lot to live up to, though, Chris. You really do, Special man. Special lady, this one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thanks for being here. Caitlin, it was such a pleasure to talk to you at Robot Caitlin on Twitter. I will say briefly that uh, whoever requested my presence on this week's episode, uh, thank you and fuck you all in one. Alexander uh, Savage yeah. said that it's always yeah, thank you, fuck you. I should say. Oh this. yeah, that's right. Uh, Alexander Savage said that it's always a delight to hear you on the show and such. Well, I always have fun doing it, despite my protestations and my my laments. Uh, this is always a pleasure, and I... thank you to your active listening community. Uh, you're you're fun to engage with, gang. Aren't they fun? They are the best. All right, we'll see everybody next week. Goodbye. Psh. Boop-a-doo. <laughs> <laughs>